0: Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 159. Welcome to
1: EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire
0: Nation. I have received so many requests for a book detailing the step by step process of creating your own podcast. Well, the day has arrived. Podcast Launch has hit the Amazon store. I share everything in this book and have included 15 incredible video tutorials that go along with the purchase. If you pick up Podcast Launch and enjoy, I would love a review on Amazon. Go to podcastlaunch.com to snag your copy and get instant access to all 15 video tutorials. That's podcastlaunch.com. And now let's give it up for our five-star reviews. Mark Busco, Sweet Treat, Heath Rost, Tattoo Now Gabe, X John PH, Jake Lindling and Akalise. Thank you so much for your support of Entrepreneur on Fire and I look forward to thanking everybody who does the same. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Chris Farrell. Chris, are you prepared to ignite?
1: I am so prepared to ignite, John. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Chris is
0: one of the most respected and successful internet marketers in the industry today. His internet marketing coaching program was ranked number one by IM Report Card. I could not be more excited to be sharing his journey on Entrepreneur on Fire today. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Chris, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then tell us about your business.
1: Well, John, thank you ever so much. Firstly, can I ask, can you understand my English accent? Uh, I can understand your English. You can, <laughs> splendid. It, I, it's not because I've been watching so much Downton Abbey that I've ended up talking like I'm, you know, I'm in Downton Abbey. Uh, but long story short, um, to answer your question, the thing that I'm most proud about, John, really, is that I started online in this whole internet thing not all that long ago in 2008. Yeah. And the thing that I really do want to emphasize is that I, I knew nothing about this business. I knew nobody in this business. All I had was a burning white passion, if you like. I suspect, like many listeners um, of, of this podcast, do as well to really master this internet thing. And I always like to be totally transparent about the fact I did find it tough at first. It took me six months of many 2 a.m. finishes of my Wife going to bed alone again. Uh, <laughs> and I think we could all relate to that when you oh, go yeah. business. Just five more minutes, darling, then two more hours go past. <laughs> and uh, so it took me six months before I made anything online literally anything. And I started having after six months some $250 days, not every day for sure, but certainly a few. After nine months, I had my first ever $1,000 day. I still clearly remember that, John. It was about November 2008. I remember showing my wife our PayPal account. And we had over four figures just from what we were doing or what I was doing online. It It was such an empowering feeling. Uh, but then, what gets even more incredible, at least it was for me, was two years later. So, we're now in 2010, I had my first ever one, and I know how how incredulous this sounds. I had my first ever $1 million day. I made a $1 million in sales wow. online in 24 hours. And again, the only reason I say that is because I'm a great believer that if we learn some skills and then we remain focused and we implement those skills, then we can achieve great results. So that was really, that's kind of a condensed version of, of how I came to start online and things have continued to grow since then. So that, that kind of brings us up to date as, as to where we are right now.
0: Well, that's a great version, Chris, and I cannot wait to delve more into that later in the program. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote. At- I know you do. I Listen, I'm a fan. That means a lot, Chris. But it is our way of getting the motivational ball rolling. And to be honest with you, you've already done that with your little intro. I mean, I'm fired up and ready to go. Unbelievably, despite four cups of coffee, I don't need it all. I I got the caffeine, the adrenaline running. But Chris, take it away. What do you have for us?
1: Uh, Well, success quote, there is one quote that has really resonated with me and it's helped me out so much. And I actually heard uh, Brian Tracy say this once, and I've since ended up working with Brian Tracy, so it's particularly poignant for me. But it was four words that changed everything. And the four words are quite simply, and I'm sure you've heard this before, John, the words are all skills are learnable. All skills are learnable. And the reason that I found this so powerful was because, when I was starting online as, as I've just mentioned I really did know nothing about this business other than the fact that I wanted to get involved and I did like everybody in any business everybody thinks the web is you know fast and quick and easy it's not a magic wand it's a powerful tool that if we wield correctly certainly can help speed up things but we still will as with any business need to learn a few new skills first and it's very easy when something new is introduced to us to kind of feel like oh gosh I don't know if I can do that somebody else could do it somebody else could create a website but but not me. And I suffered from that doubt hugely at first. I almost quit twice within the first six months. But I heard Brian Tracy say once from stage, all skills are learnable. And honestly, John, it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulder. I started thinking, do you know what? I don't know how to make a video online, but... All skills are learnable. Do I honestly think that every single person that is online is a technical genius? And I started applying this across the board in my business, learning how to create websites, learning how to drive traffic, learning how to do podcasts such as this. Once I understood that all skills are learnable, I may not know exactly how to do whatever it is I want to learn right now, but I know that it's learnable. I know that I can find out how to do it. Everything changed because it gave me permission to not stress out about not knowing the answer right now and not having made money immediately, but gave me permission to realize that it's learnable. And making money online is a skill, therefore it is learnable. Think of any skill. Think of if we wanted to learn, I don't know, Spanish or how to play basketball or how to cook. We're all intelligent enough to know that we'd have to spend time learning a new language, learning how to cook, learning how to practice basketball. Why should making money online be any different? It isn't. It's a skill and it's learnable. And as soon as I realized that all skills are learnable, that changed everything for me. So, so that is my success quote that I still think about every single day to this very day, John.
0: Chris, your passion is simply contagious, and I urge every listener right now who's driving in a car, look down at your speedometer. You're probably going 100 miles an hour.
1: If you get a ticket, send me the ticket. I'll pay it. There's no problem at all. so I I don't mind that.
0: If you're on a treadmill right now, you better slow your pace down because you still have five miles to go and you're sprinting. So, I mean... (laughs) Wow, Chris, you are
1: just lighting this mic on fire. Very kind, John. I mean, I'm not, you know, the only reason I'm saying it is because this really does work. It takes work. I always like to, like with any business, I really never want to paint that picture that it's fast and it's easy. Jim Rowan once said a beautiful saying. He said, it's not, he said, it's simple but not easy, implying starting a business. And I think small business owners, entrepreneurs uh, listening right now can relate to that. It's simple, meaning the concepts simple but it's not easy because it means it takes effort it requires if you have a full-time job it requires maybe getting up two hours early going to bed two hours late working at weekends so it's simple but it's not easy so i appreciate you you being gracious and saying what you just did john well speaking of painting a
0: picture chris we're going to paint a picture right now of your journey because your journey has been incredible for a number of reasons and as all entrepreneurs you've experienced failure challenges obstacles in your journey so share with us a time when you failed or when you face an obstacle and then how did you overcome that
1: okay well fantastic question i'm so glad you brought this up because i think uh talking about the the struggles the challenges which a lot of people don't really like to flag up because they think it's a sign of of failure and weakness it's actually that's where we grow isn't it And once we understand that actually we learn more from our failures, I know that sounds a little bit um, almost a cliche, then we're not scared of failures. Because if something goes wrong, we actually think, do you know what, I'm actually glad this went wrong because I learned how not to do something. It's such a great attitude to have in business. And the biggest challenge, failure, obstacle, call it what you want, that I had was was something I suspect everybody listening to Entrepreneur on Fire right now can relate to. And that was just simply the good old-fashioned generic doubt, if you like. I, despite starting on 2000, in 2008 with, with enthusiasm and excitement, I didn't really want to admit to anybody that I actually, I still had quite a lot of doubts right. about this. I was thinking, you know what? I'd say publicly, you know what? I say publicly to my wife and to friends, this is what I'm doing. But when I was lying in bed and head was on the pillow and I was under the duvet, I, I had doubt. But what I learned was I learned actually, to be totally transparent, that we're all scared. You know what? We are all scared. And once we admit that we're all scared, it's actually not so scary to admit that because it's not doubt itself that is actually going to stop anyone listening right now from doing something. It's how we react to that doubt. It's not the doubt itself. And I've learned something that I I find fascinating. It's almost a dark secret that festers away in most people, and that is rarely spoken about. And that is that most people secretly like doubt. And that's because doubt is a very handy, convenient tool that a lot of people will use when they're not really doing what they want to do with their life. Well, a lot of people, I've certainly done this in my life, will say something like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm too old. I'm not young enough and not good looking enough and doubt therefore is a very useful tool that many people use to convince themselves that not doing something is indeed the correct path because somebody else could do it, not for me so what I've I've learnt was it's not doubt itself that is the issue but it's how we react and we respond to doubt because The truth is, when we have a challenge, when we have an obstacle, when we have a problem, as we always will in business and in life, we actually have a choice and the choice is do I give up because this problem has been presented to me or do I push through despite this problem? And It's been proven that 3% of people, only 3% have the capacity to turn down on its head. Only 3%. They say that 3% of people fulfill their potential. Now, let's not – although that doesn't sound much, let's not forget 3% of the world's population is just over 200 million people. So my question really is, are you going to be one of those 200 million people? It doesn't sound so bad, does it, when you say one of the 200 million people? So to answer your question, I'm sort of – this is a longish way of saying that doubt of whether I could actually do this was by far my biggest obstacle. And I overcame it by realizing that actually doubt isn't the issue. There's always going to be doubt. You know, get over it, Chris. What I need to do was choose how I was going to respond to that. Do I give up because of doubts? Oh, I don't know how to create a video. I don't know how to drive traffic. Ah, I'm going to give up. Or do I think, okay, I don't know how to create a video, but I can learn. I don't know how to generate traffic to my website, but I can learn because all skills are learnable. So my biggest challenge was realizing that doubt was quite an issue for me personally, and then I, I overcame it by realizing, okay, I have a choice. Do I use it as an excuse to quit, or do I push through the spites? And, and I'm so glad that I chose the latter.
0: Wow, Chris, those are some incredible insights. And I just have one question. Yes, sir. What's a duvet? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you know, it's funny you say that, because now and again I will say an English word, and friends in America will say, what on earth are you talking about? That was my very bad American accent. <laughs> a duvet is a uh, when you when you're in bed, what do you pull over the sheets? The um, oh, like the comforter? Yeah, something like that. Is it not called a duvet in America? There you go. I've learned something today. <laughs> I was just giving you a hard
0: time, Chris, and that was just a great little rant you went on about doubt because that is so pervasive in every entrepreneur's journey, and I really want to move into the other end of the spectrum now because you're such a passionate person. You have so many great aha moments and light bulbs that are just constantly popping off within your mind every single day. I know it's the case, but share with us an aha moment that you had at some point in your journey that just really stands above the rest, and then tell us how you turned that moment into success.
1: Okay, well, John, I have to say you're, you're, I, I love your your questions. It really is a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Chris. Um, so, my aha moment came out of um, despair and frustration, as, as a lot of them do. And again, I keep harping back, I know, to when I began, but I really did find this business a struggle. I couldn't find anybody that I felt was real, that wasn't just trying to sell me something all the time. But my biggest challenge was, I wanted to create an online business, but I couldn't find anywhere anybody to explain, if you like, the blueprint, the roadmap, step-by-step step how to do it. And I realized my aha moment was that nobody has defined, if you like, a, a system. And so my aha moment was I, I identified that when all is said and done, if we break down this whole internet thing, it can actually be broken down into three steps. In fact, John, could I quickly share those three steps? I would love to right, hear that. Right now. So if you are on the treadmill, or you're driving, or or you're at your home, or you've got you're listening on your iPad or whatever, and you're interested in how to make money online, everybody's interested in this, of course, but nobody explains it simply. And This is where I struggle. There are only three steps, and the three steps are as follows. And this really will save you months, I promise you, of sweating and struggling, if this is something that is of of interest to you. Step one is. The very first thing we do before we worry about anything else, the very first thing we do is we identify a profitable niche. In other words, we, we identify, we discover an area on, on the web where people are already spending money. That's the key thing. People are already spending money. Here's the thing. There are thousands of profitable niches, thousands from, I don't know, how to, to skinny men how to build muscle how to lose weight how to write a book how to create a movie how to learn a new language how to become a pilot i'm just plucking things out of my head here but there are thousands literally thousands of areas where people are already spending money that's step one we identify one of these areas it also helps to if it's an area that you have some interest in because you'd be spending some time on this. We haven't made any money yet though. Step two is once we've identified a profitable area, step two is we build a list of people interested in whatever that subject matter is. So if the profitable area, let's say, is entrepreneurialism, we've identified that. That's step one, check. Step two is now we build a list of people interested in entrepreneurialism. How do we do that? We have to create a one-page website. Some probably thinking, ah, there's the floor. I have to create a one-page website. Yes, you do. That can be done in a day. Again, all skills are learnable as we've spoken about. The key thing here is step two is building a list of people interested in our profitable niche. That's step two. Again, we still haven't made any money. We've actually got something more important than money, believe it or not. That's an asset. That are people interested in a profitable area. The monetization comes in step three. Step three is once we have this list, doesn't have to be a large list. Once we have a list of people interested in a profitable area, then we introduce this list that we already have through email marketing to products that they may be interested in. It's generally considered, John, one thousand dollars a month is enough to make a difference to somebody's life. A thousand bucks. Now, a thousand bucks is only. 27 people purchasing a product at $37, 27 people. It's very easy using social media to build a list of a few hundred people within a month. So my question is, do you think you could convert 27 of those to paying customers? The answer is yes, you could. So those three steps were my aha moment. Once, and These aren't written down anywhere, by the way. I didn't read this. This is through blood, sweat, 2 a.m. finishes, my wife asking me how much longer I'm going to be. I finally (laughs) identified that this is how any business really works. One, you identify a need. It's a basic law of economics, supply and demand. It's been like this since the dawn of time. If you can find something that people are demanding and you can supply it, generally, generally, you will do well. It's the same online. Step one, find a profitable niche. Step two, build a list That means collect email addresses of people interested in this profitable area, this profitable niche. And finally, step three, once you have these emails, then nurture those emails. Don't sell all the time. Build a relationship. Engage with those people, just as John does very well on these podcasts. And then introduce them to products that they may be interested in. And that really is the the secret in inverted commas. It's not really a secret, but nobody explains it step by step. So that was my aha moment, John. Actually, finally, after six months of sweating and struggling, identifying how this whole web thing works. Wow. Well,
0: to all those people that are in the car, that are on the treadmill, fear not. As always, entrepreneuronfire.com slash Chris Farrell will have All of the show notes with these steps, with everything we're talking about, with the links. So fear not. Continue your workout. Continue your commute and just come to the site later. It will be there waiting for you.
1: By the way, your lats are looking fantastic and those biceps are really bulging. (laughs) Good workout.
0: So Chris, you've had a $1,000 day. You've had a $10,000 day. You've had a $100,000 day. You've had a million-dollar day.
1: Have you had an I've made it moment? Do you know what? To be brutally frank, I I can't actually think – I always feel like throughout my life I've always moved forward. I used to – I used to work on the radio in London years ago, and now I live in L.A. When I listen to that radio station online, I can't listen to it because it feels so much like yesterday. I don't know if you ever remember. Did you ever used to watch The West Wing?
0: Yes, loved it. You,
1: oh, wasn't it great? I don't even remember the, one of the final scenes ever, like season seven or season eight, was um, President Bartlett, who had now stopped becoming the president. He was on he's on the plane, and his wife, he was looking out the window, a very poignant moment. And his wife said to him, what are you thinking? And uh, maybe it was a play, maybe it was a car, I can't remember. But he was looking out the window, and he just simply said, tomorrow. And I thought, that's a great line. Yeah. So I, I can't, and the reason I say that is I don't really, I can't actually recall a moment where I thought, gosh, I've made it. I'm, what I'm more excited about is what we can do tomorrow, what else is coming up, because the web is still so young. People think they've missed a boat. That's the key thing. We're still on the starting blocks. You know, Google is a teenager. Facebook is a toddler. Tell me any other business, any other business where the giants are that young and, they're, and people are thinking, oh, I've missed a boat. We've only just begun. Did you know by 2015, they reckon 75% of searches online will be conducted on mobile devices, 75%. So maybe your business could be embracing this huge demand for mobile. Imagine if you, you got into converting conventional websites so they play on iPads and iPhones. Again, we're thinking for the future. So that that's probably – that excites me more than rather me thinking I've made it because I can't actually handle my heart. Think of a moment where I have sat back and thought I've made it. Tell you what, so I do, I, I do when I fly to London to see my mum, I have been very lucky that I can afford to fly upper class. That's quite a nice feeling. So that, that might sort of be my I've made it <laughs> moment.
0: Well, Chris, thank you for being brutally honest. You definitely were. And this is exactly why I asked this question because it always elicits a different response from every interviewee. Some interviewees say, John, I have an I've made a moment every single day. Well, others say, John, I'll never have an I've made a moment because that will denote the end of my journey and my journey will never be over. So for me, it's more about these milestones and accomplishments that you're making along the way. So Chris, are you enjoying the journey?
1: Oh gosh, it's after asking Frida my wife to marry me this this has um, simply been the best thing I've ever done in my life. I mean it really has. I know that sounds dramatic. It has and do you know what, John, it's not I know people always say this and when you hear people say this you think, yeah, right, because I used to think this, but it really isn't just about the the money. What I found personally, if I can be totally, you know, raw and yeah. reveal is I've, I've dug down deep inside myself and I've had to learn personal skills that I never even knew existed. Again, we mentioned Jim Rowan earlier, but Jim Rowan once said something which I, which would also be up there with my favorite success quotes. He said, work harder on yourself than your business. And uh, I've had to work harder on myself. You know, I have had fear. I have questioned myself. I have had people explain things to me five or six times and I still just don't get it. I'm thinking, am I stupid? Maybe I am. I just don't understand it. So, I really can relate to kind of those struggles and, and you know, the challenges to, to, to get where I am in inverted commas now.
0: Well, it's so obvious to me, Chris, and to everybody listening and to anybody who's ever seen you speak or who's met you in person that you truly do love what you're doing and you're passionate about the journey. And that just means so much because it is contagious and you just rub off in such a good way to so many people and you are inspiring and changing so
1: many lives that's very kind of you to say, and um, actually you've just reminded me of talking, I've made it moments. I wouldn't say this for me, but I did have a, um, a gentleman who's become a very dear friend who joined one of my sites. He saw me talk and literally knew nothing about this. This is in 2009, so after I started, and he lives in L.A., and we, we meet up quite a few times, and he said to me, Chris, can we have breakfast? I said, of course, we had breakfast the other day, and he just revealed he just had his first $50,000 day. Wow. Day, and I've, I've had quite a few people that have had, you know, really successful web businesses as a result there's Casey Zeman I don't know if you know Casey Zeman and Rosh Khan and Joe Barnes a lot of kind of big people online so um, that makes me feel you know it makes me feel like a, a proud father well <laughs> done son you've done <laughs> splendidly well done now go and get me a beer
0: and you started this in 2008 which is the exciting the most exciting part of it
1: well, do you know what? What's funny about that is I did, and it was right in the heart of the recession, but I was doing some some reading, I think it was in, I can't remember what magazine now, but it said that, did you know that half of the Fortune 500 companies were started in a recession? Isn't that interesting? That is. So it makes you think that, that, you know, the recession, I mean, it did for me, I was, I was here, I just thought, what do I do? Do I get a job? Do I work for myself? You know, I literally started working from home. I still work from home. So, um, but yes, yeah, started in 2008. So not all that long ago, really
0: incredibly powerful. And I just love hearing your message and your theme because literally the tagline of Entrepreneur on Fire is inspiring millions because that is my goal every single day with this new podcast with incredible people like yourself to just reach out and touch people and inspire them and getting 8,000 plus downloads a day as we speak and just increasing every single day. Since then, just this phenomenal snowball effect. Chris, I'm on my way and you've set the stage you've cleared the path, so thank you,
1: well John. you know without wanting to sound sycophantic here, all power to you this is a passion of yours that you set up um less than a year ago and you've you've sweated blood, sweat, and tears to get this and totally. and the 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 people that you're attracting to you uh you know so kudos to you and i'm your story i don't know if many people know you know you you um fought for america you've been on tour in iraq you you know you've had like um A very fascinating history as well. So I'm so impressed at at what you're doing now. And I'm, as I said, I'm thrilled to be invited just to be part of this.
0: Well, thank you, Chris. And I just love this segue into the next topic, which is about what you have going on right now, because there's so many things, but just pull out one or two things that's really exciting you right now.
1: Uh, One thing that's really exciting me is that I think that the the next 12 months are going to be more about engaging with your customers or those that sign up to your list or those that come to your website than ever before. Uh, I think Gary Vaynerchuk, a a former guest of yours on Entrepreneur on Fire, um, he coined the phrase caring is the new currency which I think is such a beautiful expression. It sort of sums up where business is going. Ten years ago, customer service was probably listed, you know, 12, 13, 14th on the list of importance. Now it has to be at number one because the playing field is level now. We can market with Microsoft. We can market with the Apples of the world. We won't have their deep pockets. But what I mean by the fact when I say we can market with them, we can create videos. We can get our message out using social media channels. The playing field really is level. And so what is exciting me right now is really tapping into that. I think what I, I've I've coined this phrase called online broadcasts, and what I mean by that is um, rather than videos online, almost live TV shows online. Now there are some network, uh, some softwares rather, such as Livestream and Ustream that allow you to do this, but they're quite expensive and quite complicated. I think the future is going to be being able to just do a live show, like a podcast, like this, but being able to see somebody in real time. Google Hangouts have started doing this. And I think the whole communication uh, between people online is really where business is going to be going. So it's not a good thing if people like to be behind the scenes because the web is all about transparency now. People buy into people. So if you're comfortable, if you like people, if you enjoy being communicative Uh, that is where I think the web is going. And that's really what's exciting me. We are doing a lot more in our business where we're doing online broadcasts, as we call them, and just uh, live streaming from... We we had a uh, a quiz at my home the other day and we streamed it live on Facebook, all that sort of fun stuff. So that's where I think the web is going. It's a lot more personality-driven. It's a lot more engaging with our customers.
0: That is an exciting path that is just laid before us, Chris.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited about this.
0: We've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this Uh is where I get get to ask you a series of questions. And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan?
1: I'm ready. Come on, let's... I feel like Rocky Balboa just before he's going in the ring with Apollo Creed for the first time.
0: Uh Can you cue the music in the background? What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Uh, What was holding me back was I was always taught at school to go and work for a good company. I was never taught. I didn't even think about maybe creating a company. I didn't even think as an entrepreneur until I was about 34 years old. So maybe I was quite a, a late starter, arguably. I never even thought like that. And so once I realized, you know what, why should I go and work for somebody? Why don't I create something myself? So um, maybe it was upbringing. Maybe it's the fact that it was being in England. But that's what held me back. Not even allowing myself to think that we can create something ourselves was, was the biggest thing that held me back. Maybe that's why now I'm so kind of passionate. I feel like I want to make up for lost time. <laughs> that might have something to do with this.
0: <laughs> what is the best business advice
1: you've ever received? This will sound a bit weird. Can I give you a bit of an odd one, John? I love so, it. Okay. Well, I have something I implement in my business. We call it Touch It Once. Yes. You know about this. I, do. This is, oh, I I love this. This is so simple to implement. And if you're listening right now and you, you're struggling with time, if you feel, gosh, I always have a ton of emails and messages and you know life. Life's busy for all of us. I get that. Touch it once can help. All touch it once means is when you do something, you just do it that once and you, you finish it and then you don't come back to it. Let's use email as an example. I do this all the time. Touch it once means when I get an email, I'm only going to open that email if I deal with it there and then. I'm not going to click on it, read later and come back to it later I'm going to deal with it there and then and there's three things I do I either delete it I either deal with it or I either delegate it once I uh, implemented touch it once and I started with doing it in emails I then have rolled it out everything in my life so for example when the mail comes If I'm going to open the mail, I think, do you know what, I'm going to open it and I'm going to deal with it now rather than I open with it, oh, I'll deal with it later. Once you apply this, touch it once. You touch something and you will only touch it if you know you're going to deal with it and finish with it there and then because you'll feel good, you'll feel uncluttered, you won't have stuff festering in your mind. So that's the best business advice I've ever received. I can't even remember who told it to me, but it really has allowed me to have more time management and be a lot more effective with how I I use my time in my day.
0: We only have so much brain capacity. You're so Absolutely. right. Absolutely. And then once you see something, and you just it's festering in your mind. I mean, you put it so right. I've had that happen so often. I've opened a bill up, and I'm been like, okay, I'll write that check later. And then, like four or five times throughout the day, I'm like,
1: I could write that check. I could write yeah, that check. absolutely. I know. Isn't it funny? Ugh. And I've, I was, I was exactly the same. It's almost good that we were like that, so we can we can understand it. But touching it once, you open it, and you think, oh, I'll do it now. It take me two minutes, and you do it, and you put it in an envelope, you put a stamp on, boom, it's done, and you feel just good. And also, if you can, I I keep a a list every day of everything I achieve. I literally call it my "What Did I Achieve Today" list, and I just write it's on it's on a it's on a legal pad. And at the end of every day, you know, there's like forty or fifty things. It could be anything from sending a check in the mail. You feel great at the end of the day when you see exactly what you've done, and it's also a good testament to see exactly how much are you doing during the during the day. Yeah. So, Chris, what's something that's working for you right now? Um, I would say continuity. Any products that are continuity based are working very well for us. Personally, I think continuity is the best business model out there. And what I mean by that is if if, uh, if we've got somebody listening to Entrepreneur on Fire right now that's thinking about a product that they want to create eventually and sell, that's tremendous. What I would say to you is think about, just think about, I'm just trying to light a fire under you, instead of selling it as a one-off product, how about turning it into a continuity based product? So if you're going to create something and maybe you wanted to sell it for $97, why don't you flip it on its head and maybe create it into a membership site, for example, or a mentoring program where it's maybe only $37 a month, but you get that recurring income because continuity is the best business model. It means that you don't have to stress about trying to sell something every month to, pay, to make the mortgage payments. So continuity is working for us and every product that we create, we actually create as a continuity product because it's, it's just, you only need to have that awkward, that, that bit that everybody doesn't like, that sale, that order form, you only have to have that once. And then it's recurring income. And then if you just deliver value, and you know, the, as long as a product is good, then you'll find that that ninety-seven dollar product will actually end up getting you the, the lifetime value of your customer will be will be higher because it was a lower price point to enter, but they will they will retain within your membership site. So continuity is is what's working for us right now.
0: Beautiful. Now I'm really excited for this next one. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: So funny because. John and I, we were talking about what we're about to say <laughs> before this podcast. I said, have you heard of – yes, I have to tell you. There is something that has transformed my life uh, because it's it's all about effective communicating with people. It's called Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. It's an app. It's free. All you do is you go to the App Store on your iPhone or on your Android and you download it. And it's a walkie-talkie for your phone. And what happens is, so imagine John is out and I want to call John, but maybe I'm a bit busy or, you know what it's like, we've all got people where you don't actually want to call and spend five minutes just saying hello, you just want to quickly say something. Voxer is a walkie-talkie. You press a button and say hey John, it's Chris, just confirming that we're uh, doing Entrepreneur on Fire a bit later, is that okay? Then on John's phone it pops up, it's like a text, but it's an audible text, so he can hear my voice saying hey John, it's Chris here, just checking we're doing Entrepreneur on Fire and John p- presses a button and he, and he can reply, it's transforming businesses. People are now using Voxes in businesses. Somebody's in the warehouse and they're in the office rather than a walkie-talkie or calling them on their cell phone. They're just literally pressing the button on the Vox. It is going, mark my words, Voxer is going to be huge. They will sell probably for a few billion, I suspect, within a few years. But it's the best thing. We all use it. We have virtual uh, all our team, I work from home and there's a few people now that, that work with me, uh, but we're all virtual in different parts of America. Some in, in the UK, we all use Voxer. So we're just check in with each other on Voxer. It's absolutely extraordinary. That's
0: incredible. So Chris, if you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, what would it be?
1: Um, well, can I recommend two? Absolutely. If it was a personal development book, um, I would recommend The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. I think it's the best book, bar none, out there for personal development. If it was business, um, actually there's a couple for business, it would be quite an old book called The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, which is just exceptional. i I'd probably dip into that every week and always learn something new. It's written in the 70s, uh, just really good marketing advice. Uh, slightly more recent business book, uh, Good to Great. I'm sure people have recommended that many times on Entrepreneur on Fire by Jim Collins. Terrific book about how to build a business, how to grow a business. Uh, and another business book that's also just a great story is Delivering Happiness, the story of Zappos. Oh, Tony Shea Hsieh, Hsieh uh, just an extraordinary book about, again, a guy with a passion who just built this knowing nothing about the shoe industry and sold it to Amazon for a billion, all about the challenges he had, and uh, terrific books. So I'd recommend Good to Great, The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, Delivering Happiness, and the Power of Intention. Sorry, John, that was four, not one, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but I'll tell you, Fire Nation has a ravenous appetite for reading (coughs) great content, so thank you.
1: I love just reading new books, don't you? And educating myself and learning more. I just find it almost insatiable.
0: Yeah, and with audible.com right now, you can download a book, go on a four-hour ride.
1: When you said internet resource, I was going to say audible.com, but I talked about Voxer instead. But yeah, I love audible.com. And with audible.com, you can play back books like at twice the speed as well. So I make book notes of bits bits that particularly resonated with you. So I love audible.com, one of my favorite apps on my phone. I listen to it all the time at the gym.
0: Nice. So Chris, this is the last question. It's my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? could Walk around naked. <laughs> no, people are there. They just, oh, they're there. yeah, oh. and this world is identical to Earth. So, everything that Earth has the people, Facebook, everything is identical.
1: I probably have two answers then. I, I would love nothing more. To me, seven days of reading would be absolutely heavenly. I would love to turn off the phone. It's funny, isn't it? In this socially connected world that we all are, it's always nice to kind of have like our own decompressing space. I would love seven days just reading, just Mm -hmm. reading, making notes. But business wise, I would actually do exactly what we spoke about earlier those three steps. Uh, If I wanted to create a business within seven days and I had $500, what a luxury to use. I would simply identify a profitable niche, let's say, I don't know, how to learn Spanish. I would then create a one page website. Uh, to capture people's names and email addresses and then I'd use maybe $250 of that $500 that you've given me to pay for some traffic so within the seven days I will start building my list and then in my email autoresponder I would then engage and build a bit of a relationship with those that have signed up before recommending a product to buy. If you did that, you could, you could make money within. I, I, I suspect if you, if you just focus on that, you could make money within seven days. So I would literally implement exactly what we talked about earlier um, when it comes to creating a business.
0: Wow, Chris, that was some actionable advice. And you've given us just actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then tell us how we can connect with you and your business, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Well, you're you're very kind. Um, If anybody wants to connect, I'd be absolutely honored. Um, The best site is my name, Chris Farrell. Farrell is F as in Frank. A-R-R-E-L-L two R's and two L's chrisfarrell.com and uh, you'll see actually it's quite interesting you'll see that I do exactly as what we've been talking about here Uh, I'm I'm really big in engaging with my list before recommending products so I'm not trying to get you to buy anything I hasten to add but if you're interested in building a business I suggest it might be good for you to sign up just so you see the process that John and I have been discussing in action and as I say that site is chrisfarrell.com and uh, it's, it's, it would be a pleasure to welcome any Entrepreneur on Fire uh, listeners to that site. So thank you for the opportunity to mention that, John.
0: Oh, my pleasure, Chris. And give us one parting piece of guidance. This may
1: sound a little bit out there and a little bit, I almost don't like using the word spiritual because I think a lot of people use that word unnecessarily. Um, but, and I didn't know you were going to ask me this, so this is, this is kind of straight from my heart here, I, I'm i a great believer that Everything in life unfolds as it's supposed to. Um, there's a great song out last night, last last night, last year about a Swedish uh, house mafia. Did you know that song? That's, Not
0: familiar with it now.
1: It uh, it says um, it's, the the lyric was, "Don't you worry, child. Heaven's got a plan for you." And basically saying that everything unfolds as it's supposed to. What is happening in your life right now, good or bad, is happening because it is supposed to. And I find great solace in that. You know, I have had times like we all have where we've had bad things and death and things happen in our life. But I'm a great believer that even in those low times, that is happening because we may not feel it at the time, but there will be a time in the future when we will look back at what is happening right now and say, gosh, you know what, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm actually quite pleased that that did happen because it's, made me think as I am now. It's taken me here. So my my advice, for want of a better word, is that everything unfolds as it's supposed to, and therefore don't sweat the small stuff.
0: Straight from the heart of Chris Farrell. That's powerful. Thank you, sir. Chris, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: And well, it's a real pleasure. And thank you to everyone at Entrepreneur on Fire, it's been a real treat to be here. Speak to you again soon, I hope.
0: Fire Nation is an incredibly passionate and engaged audience. An entrepreneur on fire gets over 150,000 unique downloads every month. If you have a product or service that you know would resonate with Fire Nation, go to SponsorEofire.com and join past sponsors like Chris Brogan, who saw incredible results. That's sponsor eofire.com. Thank you for joining us at
1: entrepreneuronfire.com. Your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.